Hey, this is Keith. Or some actor playing Keith, I'm not really sure anymore. But um, we're coming to the end. The end of my Los Angeles con spree. But before I leave, I have some scores to set and discover a couple truths to be revealed. It's all going to come down to the season finale of Rideshare Episode X. It's going to drop on December 3rd. Now, until then, I want you to catch up by binge listening the first season. And I suggest that you do exactly as I say. Or you're going to miss all the fun. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's Breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Hi, I'm Buzz Dixon. I am the writer and story editor of G.I. Joe, and I'm here at Knowing is Half the Podcast, and uh, I'm with Ray, Robert, and Gina, and have a good time. And welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show here today with you and us. But really in the night and we are loopy. This is going to be awesome. Ray's mad because I've been talking too much again. Guys, I I will say right now, I'm not mad. I do not get mad about such thing because here's the deal. The gossip that I hear in this room is something I would never get. I would never get anywhere else. Listen, as Psycho Andy pointed out, because I recently was interviewed by Voyage LA, and I, men- right. I mentioned the podcast. Ooh, the inspirational Gina Ippolito. <laughs> Is that what? Oh, God. <laughs> I, by the way, they did not run that title by me. Uh, oh, no. The was, title's always was, the 11th hour. I was very uncomfortable sharing that link and it coming up as, as a, an interview with the inspirational Gina Do not tell Eileen, because she did not get a, uh, a, a name attached. <gasps> Haley got Haley trailblazer. got trailblazer. Yeah. That's right. The other was like, oh, no. it's like, like, yeah, meet meet the trailblazer, Haley uh, Mancini. Meet the inspirational Gina Apolito. Meet Eileen O'Connell. Oh, oh, I was the <laughs> oh, one. No. That, I was the one that. Oh yeah. Okay. Good because so once they interviewed me, they then asked who would you like to see interviewed, and I sent them the names of like four women or something, and Eileen was one of them. Nice. Uh, uh. But you said, but she's not inspirational like I am. <laughs> you yeah, better not it, put it. It was just like, who do you think would be like good at like being interviewed? Blah blah blah. Meet the and good Eileen like, Connell. Oh God. Yeah, I can't Meet remember who else, but Eileen was one of the was God one of the it. people that I referred. And so I'm glad they interviewed her. That's but, fantastic. But yeah, as I pointed out, as as Psycho Andy uh, commented recently, I put in there that this is some of the most fun that I have in a week. Mostly because y- y'all don't ask anything of me. I <laughs> show up, we we gossip for five hours, and then <laughs> record a hilarious podcast. It generally goes like this, right? We set a date at some point, <laughs> and we all say, okay, <laughs> we can do it at this time, at this day. And then 50% of the time, we hold to that. <laughs> I, more than 50% of the time, I feel like. Uh, you know, for the sake of the story. Um, I'm legitimately at the point where this is the only fun thing I do in a week. But I would say, we asked Gina to watch a 20-minute cartoon, uh-huh. maybe sometimes more than <laughs> yeah. one. And she gets a lot of laundry done. Yeah, I watch one minute of G.I. Joe, and then I go, oh, I got to go do something else for a while. And then I come back to it, watch one more minute, and go, oh, right. The spoiler is the only reason Gina's still on the show is because she needs to keep a tidy apartment. Yeah, her house would never be clean if she didn't <laughs> have to watch clean. this god awful Deke shit. Now listen, we've okay. We, I don't want to be too harsh to the Deke episodes in series two. I'm oh trying god, very, very hard based on harsh. my love of GI Joe, and you know I feel that way. Episode twelve is this is episode twelve. No, no wait. Oh yeah, you're right. It's called uh, Pigskin Commandos. Pigskin this, Commandos. This of all the episodes of all the crazy weirdness we have seen, <laughs> this might be the most bizarre, nonsensical. Not bizarre in a good way. Like, uh, uh, what's the the Maple Street episode? What's the potato chip? <laughs> oh, the Synthoid Conspiracy. Yeah, yeah. The Synthoid, Synthoid Conspiracy is bizarre <laughs> in Wait, a no, wonderful no. What's way. Wait, no, no. What's the one where he's... No, he's, you're thinking of uh, oh, uh, Return no to place Springfield. Like Springfield. Yeah, no, no place like Springfield. Not bizarre in like, oh, God, this is so good. It's so yeah. weird and freaky. Bizarre in, in a... 
it feels like they put sentences together and scenes together that don't really go together and they, then showed us a cartoon. It's it's like nobody, nobody in the writing process stopped and went, no, that I, wouldn't happen. I have no fewer than six places in my notes that just says, what? Yep. Like, yep. legitimately, I'm looking at it now, and I just wrote, what? We have reached the point, and it's it's sort of been from the get-go but getting worse and worse yeah uh where the conceit is basically what if there were a covert military like black ops <laughs> uh a sort of organization uh what what if we made that as like a Care Bears cartoon yeah what if we took a like it made it a cartoon for six-year-olds well also i think that they it it almost seems to me like what they're doing is they're watching other cartoons or other shows, and uh, because everything feels so disconnected from one episode to the next, oh, and I completely. almost feel like they're just watching TV and they're like, "Hey, uh, there's a cook-off in this episode of the Brady Bunch. Let's make a cook-off the next episode of GI Joe." I guarantee uh, that's happening because this it. episode does not fit anywhere in the universe. Also, I will say I thought you would have loved it because it involves football, which I love. Which you love, Sergeant Slaughter is. I'm it? a big fan of the Slaughter, except for the fact he's the most impotent version of Sergeant Slaughter I we've mean, ever seen. That I hair mean, don't is even get me coal started on... black, baby. I, I hated it. I didn't like it. I don't um, like his look. But also, don't even get me started on Lady J in this episode. Well, I will uh, get there. this no, is the most Lady J we've seen, and it, and is, it is awful, terrible. Uh, I will say that uh, in in the uh, group chat that we had, you were like. Ray, you must have loved this. This is your. Uh, it has your two favorite things, and my response was football and nonsense. <laughs> and I, I stand by that. I mean, two things I normally love. So yeah. yeah, it's crazy. By the way, fun fact about this episode: I think it is the first of this series to actually pass the Bechdel test. Oh wait, no, 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 because the other woman did not speak back. But Lady <laughs> J at some point says to a woman. I'll get you out of this or something like that. Oh, <laughs> the oh, woman oh. does not talk back, so in it doesn't carriage, technically yeah. pass. But I think it is the first time in this series the I've seen one woman speak directly to another woman. Um, what, the thing is, like, the weirdest part of this episode, and we'll get into the plot in a moment, but it's like the conceit is that G.I. Joe and Cobra are going to play a football game on a, on a, on a, on a neutral field mm. for, to rescue Sergeant Slaughter. And it just, on, on paper, you might say, that doesn't make a goddamn bit of sense. Uh-huh. You'd be right. But then that story arc ends about seven minutes into the 22-minute episode, and we're filled with 15 minutes of essentially filler to uh, just get us to the end of the episode. The weirdest it's thing weird. to me about this is it's a it's it's Cobra Commander, who, by the way, used to be much smarter, and... His whole plan is to kidnap two of the Joes for Shrug. Like, yeah. he's so set on kidnapping just these two members of the Joe, which at first it's set up that it's it's because they don't want Sergeant Slaughter to spill the beans about something. But Completely that pretty plot. much disappears yeah. immediately. And then it's just like, hey, let's grab these two members of G.I. Joe, which, like, basically all that would accomplish is you have to then watch them for the rest of their lives and look over your shoulder as yeah. G.I. Joe is trying to get them back. There's no grander scheme in this. There's and, no, we're yeah. going to kidnap it, them and then use their DNA for something. It's it, Right. It, uh, it, it's kind of, it, it's an extension of the parachutes out of the plane. Like the, like the mandate, presumably, is, okay, we need you to make a, sh- a show about an elite army unit and have... No violence whatsoever. Yep. Uh, which, yeah, it, it's it's almost almost certainly a response to all of the fucking uh, parent councils and and uh, moral majority bullshit from the eighties. Uh, where it's like, ah, oh, kids, uh, too much violence. We gotta, you know, like uh, uh, like kids weren't playing with sticks before cartoons <laughs> in the eighties told them to be mean. Uh, and, and so, yeah, the. The unfortunate result is this thing, which is like, I mean, at this point, you just have to make 
another thing. Yeah. You have to make a cartoon that is not about the fucking military. Yeah, yeah. Because it just doesn't make any sense. But it, at, the, it, at yeah. the same time, though, this is like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was a pretty violent cartoon that's going on. Like, there were shows. Batman the Animated Series is a fairly violent cartoon that's coming around I, I, around I, the same I time. I feel like that's a little bit older of an audience. Am I wrong? I feel it's like Batman o- the Animated Series was like TV 14. Correct. If I remember. But I'm just I saying. I was watching it. <laughs> they were around the same time period. And just the idea that they. Because I love G.I. Joe. I love the characters of G.I. Joe. I love the stories. I just love the whole uh, everything, the whole zeitgeist of it. I just think there's so much good in there that when we get to pigskin commandos (sighs) and it just goes to straight crazy town, but just for no good, like nothing is thought through on any level. It's like nobody cares. And it just it's like it's you know what it is. It's uh, I'll do a sports analogy. Sorry, team. Sorry, team. It's (laughs) it's when you have a favorite quarterback. Let's say you're a New York Giants fan and you're a big fan of Eli Manning because he won two Super Bowls. I think I've seen him in a commercial. Right. And and but now you're now it's the year is 2019. Eli Manning is like 37, 38 years old or whatever the heck he is. Gross. And and he can't play football anymore, but they're still trotting him out there. This is the only reason why I don't play football, by the way. Every every single week. And he's embarrassing himself. The team is terrible. And he's clearly not good enough anymore. And that's what I... It's like watching embarrass myself a lot, so this all scares me. Watching a sad Eli Manning football game is the equivalent of watching Series 2 G.I. Joe because there used to be something pretty good in there. I think I'm Eli Manning. <laughs> Sorry, Chad. Like in reality, not not like part of a metaphor or anything. Oh. I think I'm just actually Eli Manning because everything you're that saying makes is... sense. Yeah, no, that holds up. I, I will say that this episode felt like a lot of these episodes have felt like this. Uh, scripts were written for other cartoons, right? Yeah. And then like maybe those cartoons never got made or never aired. Yeah, and then this they was were an like, episode of well, Kissy Fur. Got... Like, ah, I just slotted Gridiron. <laughs> yeah, well, we've already got a script. Can you just put G.I. Joe characters in it? And people are like, uh, all right. Like they just wrote specs for like 13 different other cartoons. Yeah. And then when they get hired, they just bust out those scripts. Feels like. There's nothing about this that is G.I. Joe specific, in my opinion. Nothing. To I- be fair, this ch- this this checks out with what we've uh, uh, been told by Buzz about <laughs> yeah. Deke yeah. in this era. Very much so. It's just like, like you could have just turned in literally anything you could have you, you could have got an episode of columbo scratched out columbo's <laughs> name and just uh written in roadblock or whatever <laughs> like do we do, yeah do do we have a toy of it okay fine just just put it up we don't have time yeah. to argue we, we're not going to look at this just do it i will say like before this episode even starts i keep i wrote down oh let's see if the uh theme song has grown on me has it and da, it has da, not da, da. Oh. I will say, like, the first part of it, like, got to get tough. Yo, John, I'm like, okay, I'm tolerating this. And then as soon as it goes, get to get tough as you ride into (laughs) the fire, it feels like a parody song to me. A little bit. It feels like something that would be in Wet Hot American Summer making fun of G.I. Joe or, like, on Community making fun of G.I. Joe. Or on Robot Chicken making fun of G.I. I feel like I said this many episodes ago, so I'm glad you're finally on board. (laughs) Guys, I think the most interesting thing of this entire episode happened in the very opening scene of the episode, and that's Sergeant Slaughter is watching TV. Yes. He's watching what seems to be a plane getting hit with a missile. (laughs) He then turns it off as if it's a sporting event and goes, America, we did it again. And I'm like, what the fuck is Sergeant Slaughter watching? By the way, I hate his new design. He looks weird. His hair and his mustache are too dark. But it's, well, that's because also... he has his hat off. Okay, yeah, that's true. He's got a bad case. But of hat also, hair. he looks like he's wearing a puka shell ne- necklace he in this does. scene. Yeah, like I wrote, <laughs> I wrote down, is that a puka shell necklace? I believe it's his dog tags. It, and that's a, like it, uh, that's what I immediately assumed. But it is like a not dog tag colored. It's it not. is like it is like cream colored or something. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna get a little vulnerable here and say maybe I watch a little bit too much pornography because I was watching this episode and go like. Oh man, are they going to do like a stepbrother, stepsister thing? Oh, or definitely. Like, maybe, like, maybe, oh, maybe thank goodness you're up. not my my real sister, sis. <laughs> but you're just a step. Mom and dad will be home any minute. <laughs> Guys, there's a whole monologue about that that I'm not going to get into. Um, I'll just say he's in he's in a shitty apartment in New York uh, with his sister. 
who's asleep on the couch while he's watching planes explode for sport. His sister yeah. is very jacked, by the way. His sister, yeah. I thought, I swear to God, I thought his sister was Zorana for a sec. Uh, I thought... She has uh, a buzz cut. D- does she, she... It seems like they're introing her to be a character. It sure does. I bet this doesn't go anywhere. She does, am I mistaken? She doesn't speak once in this entire No. Episode. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because it is very weird to open an episode on a new character. Right. And then not have them like if this was like a sitcom and I wrote something like that, my boss would be like, "What the fuck? You put a random character in here who's someone's relative and and they never speak." My entire point is, she's asleep on the couch. He puts her in bed and tucks her in and says, "Not since we were kids." And then goes to like get a glass. And this character is introduced. You would think this character would have an impact or importance to this episode at any point, right? I I, I legitimately thought she was going to get kidnapped or something. Instead, it's very weird that she does not show up again until the end. The last minute of the episode, she shows up as a tourist, basically. It's so weird. But even weirder is the fact that Sergeant Slaughter's like, what's that noise directly underneath my apartment? Or my sister's apartment. I'm not clear on whose apartment he's in. It's her apartment. Okay. He, he's visiting her. Okay. Also, I just did a real quick check. Never shows up again. This uh, is just my just point. Like, I just episode. don't. I hate this. This is like the worst kind of world I building. will tell you what happened is uh, they needed to squeeze another chick in there. I guess. But did not want to pay a voice not, exactly, actor. Exactly, which they have been doing all season. They yeah, been it's real creepy. Showing characters and not having them talk. But like. Could you just as easily not have that character? Yep. Yeah. This is my whole point. Like, we talk about kill your darlings. Like, uh, uh, with writing, it's like, if something serves no purpose to the plot or character development, uh, yeah. get rid of it. It you- is also very strange because because I'm guessing, because I'm trying to get in the heads of the writers now, because it could have literally just been Sergeant Slaughter watching TV or walking down the street and being like, what's that noise? And then, and then you would have gotten the same exact thing. I'm guessing... The only thing I can think is that they're like, all right, Sergeant Slaughter's at his apartment. And then people are like, no, no, no. He lives on the army base. Right. It's like, well, how do we get him into an apartment? Maybe he's visiting someone. All right. Who's he visiting? A relative? Okay, good. Because it takes more time to design and color a new character then it does, like, I don't know why they didn't just have him, like, being, like, oop-ba-doo, out shopping, yeah. or whatever he's doing. And then I, he's like, what's that noise down the street? It does feel a little bit like, uh, like... What? Where are the fucking women in this show? Just that, yeah. put another woman in. Like, all right, but but also we don't have the money to pay for a uh, 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 voice. Uh, so just we, we, just have this her this week though, because they do have the the voice actress who plays Lady J, right? And they could have just made her do a second voice and paid her for the for the one recording session. But they would have to pay her for the two voices. He, maybe. Also, it might also uh. be like a character payment thing. But also, like I don't know how. Like I don't know if it's Animation Guild. But anyway, it's it's a very strange choice. Even stranger is that Cobra is doing something directly under Sergeant Slaughter's sister's apartment. Right. He he <laughs> he puts a glass. He's pouring like a glass of water that like a, a tremor happens. He breaks the glass. He immediately scoops down to start picking up the glass like a G. I appreciated that. And then all of a sudden he's like, you know what? I better get dressed to go down into the subway and see what's going on. Yeah. Like that is the literal thought process that goes through his head. So we then cut to Metalhead. And Range Viper and another dude and they're Range, Range Viper. Viper, yep. And uh, and they're they're doing something. They're like burning a hole or something. I, I don't know. Hate I didn't this get it. Scene for one very specific reason. Is it the complete exposition for no good reason? No, because that was what I found appalling. What was your reason? What's the what's the Bang Bang guys? Metalhead, who I usually like. Yeah, oh, I think he's a delight. Honestly, he's growing on me in a way that I did not expect. Oh, Except I know what you're saying. Now I hate him. Yeah, Do he you was know a zookeeper. Yep. Go ahead. Gina, you tell why what he did at the zoo. I mean, maybe we could just hear the hear the oh, sound clip so we everyone should. can just. I used to work at a zoo, but I got fired for feeding the bears. Really? Yeah, I fed them to the killer sharks. <laughs> I'll be honest, that's goddamn hilarious. I, now I hate him. I, I, I mean, if it was a joke, I don't hate him, but like, I hate him. Like the, it's the setup is so like, <laughs> it's so it's real cold outside. How cold was it? <laughs> On that level, I'm like, wow, they are just they're they're just going for it. They're just we're doing a fucking Catskills routine. I I, feel like they know that this dude is the one good thing about this new series. Yep, and they're like, oh, they're centering everything around him. Let's try. We're meeting his family. 
I will say, I uh, uh, hated this episode, but this new dude that we meet in this crazy looking mask. Range Viper. He has a dope ass mask. Like his design cool is dope. Yeah. I was I was happy about this. I was like, all right, he's he's cool. This is a cool character design, cool mask. Well, there's a really bizarre thing. It's a, it's you know so much of it we just we think nobody cares. Uh, uh, and and uh, when they're making this, and it it comes across their way with dialogue that was just like, what is it like? What did you do before you joined Cobra? Well, I was quarterback of a football team. I played gridiron once in college. Yes, this is insane. It was so just completely left field. Like one, if he's a famous quarterback. Like, would people are know who he is? I don't. It's just there's Wait, so is much. Is Gridiron supposed to be a famous quarterback? Gridiron. Well, Gridiron played quarterback at West Point, which is not a top level school. Yeah. But I imagine among military people, he'd be famous for that. I mean, I could see I guess. two bad guys saying, "Oh my God, you know, one of our nemeses. I used to play him in football. Like, I'll buy that. I guess." I, I also appreciated that there's one point where uh, uh, Sergeant Slaughter like breaks in. He busts in where the three people are talking about this. And then in the midst of everything, they're just like, it's Sergeant Slaughter. We have to attack. And Sergeant Slaughter gets mad at them. And he goes, don't change the subject. We're talking about football. (laughs) And that moment really did make me laugh. Don't try to change the subject. Admit it. Your football team stunts. (laughs) That feels very Ray. That's a very me that's a very uh, me thing to do. I'm trying to figure out like what school Range Viper went to. Oh, it was Piranha 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 State, State and it, but that sounds like something that uh, uh, Slaughter would have said as a joke. So I was just wondering if I missed him uh, saying they like say I went it to a second time. Oh, do they? They bring it up a second time that he was quarterback at Piranha State. Okay, which so, means it's a legitimate school in the wow. GI Joe universe. Okay, not even like the the Penn State Piranhas or whatever. No, like the Piranha school is State. called Piranha State. Yes. I I imagine it's something dumb like their mascots like the camels. You know, <laughs> Piranha it just, State camels just doesn't make any sense <laughs> whatsoever. But so okay, Sergeant Slaughter ends up getting captured by these guys. So easily by the way more this easily. also made me very mad he's a man who has broken chains with his bare arms he gets tied up by a plumber snake and, yeah and he also <laughs> is like hey what are you what are you doing man like he like expected them not to do this and he yeah. says that they're cheating he they're yeah cheating. he, he, he like, used his magic device fuck. that's it he's literally just like standing there not in not ready to fight and then is like, hey, I'll, no fair. God. Yeah, I'm going to start a fight with these guys. What? You're using weapons? Yeah, what? It's, How's it's this? insane. You and cheated me. And then, so, of course, they kidnap Sergeant Slaughter. Now, normal Cobra, we would know, they would be putting him in an arena of sport. They would be taking his <gasps> yeah. DNA. Yeah. There's all kinds of cool shit. Like, Cobra wants to capture Sergeant Slaughter. That is an understood convention of this show. Yep. Coming up is my first what? Yeah, and, and so instead of doing any of the cool stuff we're used to Cobra doing, because uh, there could be a whole plot involving like Sergeant Slaughter powering a machine. I don't know. There's shit you can come up with. Instead, they go, he is now a MacGuffin. He is now the reason we fight. We have captured Sergeant Slaughter. We, what we will do now is challenge G.I. Joe to a game of NFL-style football in an empty stadium, and if... If they GI Joe wins, we'll give them back Sergeant Slaughter. And if we win, we now capture Captain Gridiron. <laughs> what? Which, of course, everyone would agree to this because GI Joe wants Sergeant Slaughter back. So any bullshit we come up with, other than the fact that no, they wouldn't. Which also, by the way, are we supposed to believe that like GI Joe would legitimately just be like, "All right, take our guy. Like we lost. You right. Get, you you can go kill our two guys." What? None of this makes any sense. Also. There was like kind of like if someone came in and was pitching me the story and was like, okay, uh, uh, Sergeant Slaughter is visiting his sister in the city. Uh, he notices something is awry, and a bunch of cobras are are using abandoned subway tunnels to set up headquarters. I'm yeah. like, oh, cool, cool. Yeah. So something happens with the sister. There's a payoff with these like subway tunnels. Like mm-hmm. maybe at some point we get some sort of like runaway subway car because they do something. Okay, cool. I'm on board. Not at all where <laughs> I expected this to go. Makes no sense. And at this point it's like, 
Yeah, I don't even know. I don't know how many minutes we are into this. Like four. Like four it, minutes into this. It, it makes no sense. Like if someone brought in a sketch like this, I'd be like, cool, you don't get to the game until page three. You <laughs> got to get there within half a page. I don't know what the fuck is going on. So immediately cut to, we're now playing the game. There's no setup. Whenever we watched Mutant League football, the game happened towards the end, and they set up for it with practice om- montages. Any... Watching G.I. Joe and Cobra for three minutes preparing for the big game could have been potentially fun or interesting, at least. We, we just cut right to the game, though. So I have two, two observations here. One is that uh, I feel like a lot of the problems in this series, and there are a lot, <laughs> but we've definitely said it before that the episodes seem very disjointed. Very. They start They start one way and then go another way and then go another way. A- almost as if they're written by like eight different people who just took a part of the script home and wrote it. The other, My other observation is that if this was a cartoon on today, standards and practices would have made sure that every single one of those characters was wearing a helmet. Right. <laughs> right. Like, like seriously, we, 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 this happened at like Cartoon Network. It was like if they are playing a sport that requires a helmet, if they are riding a bike – they need to be in helmets. Nope. So you're saying that uh, Cobra has better OSHA uh, standards than G.I. <laughs> Joe? Yes. Well, the, so we cut to uh, uh, an empty football stadium that somebody has taken the time to paint the word Cobras in the end zone, <laughs> yeah. which is a little weird. Mm. Um, we now have, uh, I guess, uh, just 11 on 11. There's no subs, no coaches, nothing. It feels at times like it's like 11 G.I. Joes and like three Cobras. Three, right, because there's Naugahyde. You got Cobra Commander playing, which is in his power armor, which is bizarre. And then you've got um, Range Viper. Now, and there's a discussion where, like, if you lose... Uh, you're going to be our prisoner, and Range Viper is like, "Yeah, you'll be my personal slave." Yeah, like this is this is literally an argument that a fucking five year old would have with his six year old uh, sibling. Also, again, I don't understand what what Cobra is getting out of no, this. nothing. Because, nothing. Like, Why would they? This is it, like like best case scenario, the Joes lose. They hand over whoever they're supposed to hand over. Gridiron. They hand over Gridiron, and they're like, yeah, here you go. Take Sergeant Slaughter and Gridiron. You get them for the rest of their lives. We're not going to try and get them back. <laughs> and then Sergeant Slaughter yells out, by the way, uh, they've been doing weird shit in the in the abandoned subways, so you might want to look into that. You know. And then they're like, okay, cool. We'll look into that. And then, like, what? Where? where is this getting Cobra? <laughs> I don't even understand. Like, there's no, there's no part part B to this plan like in series one G.I. Joe there was always like we do this thing and then we get money to do this other thing there was thing. an internal logic to everything yeah, they were doing we kidnap a scientist because they have the secret to this thing that we need this is literally <laughs> we win a game you become our slaves yeah like we you and- like we get to capture you and then it's like and then and it's like profit like I don't understand what they're trying to get out of this and the game itself like okay, we're we're gonna play it. Uh, we're gonna play a game, and winner gets X, uh, loser gets Y. Uh, there's probably gonna be cheating, but they they don't just cheat. They just break out vehicles, okay. and start driving vehicles yes. before we get to the because that gets let's well let's build to that <laughs> because let's paint the picture first. Empty stadium, <laughs> paint it up for them. Uh, it's. Yeah, seemingly three uh, cobras. Now Rocky and Mankind are in the background smacking each other with uh, steel chairs. Yeah, it's an empty arena match. Sergeant Slaughter is tied up with rope and hanging from one of the goalposts, which is fantastic. Uh, also, uh, Gridiron somehow recognizes Range Viper as the quarterback he beat in college for Piranha State, even though he's wearing a full helmet and never uses his real name. You know what? I didn't even realize that because that's how crazy everything else is in this episode. Yeah, he's he literally tell like the way he I, moves. Hey, oh, Range Viper! I beat you in college. I'll beat you. Again. Yeah, how when the your fuck name would he know when your name was still Range Viper, <laughs> not like Al Jorgensen. I don't know why I chose the lead singer <laughs> ministry, but just like, <laughs> like whatever. Yeah, I have three what's in a row here. <laughs> okay, so then Cobra is getting the sh- their, their asses beat because um, the military guys on GI Joe are better 
better football players. Sure. And it's just, and it's universal. Uh, we see Salvo, the might of right, scoring a touchdown. Football equals God. manliness equals American. <laughs> yeah. That's honestly, I do feel like the pitch for this would have been like, hey, you know how kids like football? Yeah. What about that? Well, like, there's one That's scene, how I feel like this is pitch. There's one crazy scene in particular where a Cobra Commander in power armor is running with the ball, and Pathfinder tackles him, causing a fumble. And in my head, I'm just like, arrest him. <laughs> just arrest him. <laughs> you have him. Yeah. They, like, act, what is they, stopping G.I. Joe from overpowering Cobra right now and just dominating? They literally I, yeah. say it later in the episode, like, oh, he got away. He got we weren't away. fast enough. Yeah. Like, at him makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> it's just bizarre. And so, yes, to what Chan said, Cobra's losing the fight, losing the game. So, and which I don't even—they don't even show a scoreboard, so we don't even know what's happening. <laughs> they decide to just roll a bunch of somehow they roll like five to seven Cobra giant vehicles into the stadium with no one on GI Joe noticing until they all turn around and go whoa 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 and no one says like you're cheating we we're stopping this now no, yeah. thing. there's they're no just... referees instead they're like cool we're gonna drop a bunch of tanks from a helicopter in the sky yes because grip Gridiron says, he says, I knew they would pull something like this, so I have an, an aircraft carrier-sized airplane to airdrop vehicles into the stadium because I knew this might happen. Who the fuck would have thought this was going to happen? By the way, if this was real life or Series 1 G.I. Joe, it would have gone like this. <laughs> hey, uh, do you guys want to play us in football? And if we win, we get two of your guys. Uh, we already have one. Sure. And then they show up on the field and they're like, Cool, we're taking Sergeant Slaughter back now, <laughs> and then we're going to beat the shit out of the rest of you. I yeah. definitely thought that, because I was, I guess, still in uh, season one mode, uh, okay, this football game is a distraction, we're going to do that, and then we're going to go off and do a thing. Make perfect uh, sense. Here, here's the thing, I'm going to rewrite this as if it was a season one. <laughs> uh, uh, this would be, they, they capture Sergeant Slaughter in some way that doesn't just involve him standing there and letting himself get got and then they're basically like hey meet us on the football field for a trade if you guys win blah 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 and then cobra loses and they're like here you go you get your guy back and and we realize it's someone else in disguise it's Zartan. and now they have a mole in in gi joe that looks like sergeant slaughter they cobra commander still has the original sergeant slaughter in Wait a minute, cage are you just or doing something. a fringe episode? Is that what's happening <laughs> in alternate universe? Spoiler alert. G.I. Joe will return after these messages. Bearing Cobra Commander no longer has the ability to lead, Destro and Dr. Mindbender comb the tombs of the most evil leaders in history and from their genetic tissues produce a composite clone, the ultimate Cobra Emperor, Serpentor. Introducing Serpentor, the ultimate Cobra Emperor. Cobra Emperor comes with air chariot. Now back to G.I. Joe. (laughs) Let me cut back to the game real quick because G.I. Joe now is continuing to play the game with vehicles. Like the game should be over by this point. Yeah. We've lost conceit. Or this is just not football anymore. No, well, I wasn't ever. My my favorite moment, though, and, and as the football geek inside me, there's one moment where Pathfinder's running alongside Gridiron, who's driving a vehicle, and uh, and he's, like, running, and then he throws him the ball. And in my head, I'm like, that's an illegal forward pass, Pathfinder. You should be penalized. This play should not count. You know what my thing is? Is they already had Sergeant Slaughter. There's literally <laughs> no reason to play this so, game. Basically, G.I. Joe ends up routing Cobra. And so Cobra grabs their planes and takes Sergeant Slaughter and whisks him away. Like, like, like a basket of tangerines. And they, just, and they just take off with him. So literally, nothing was accomplished by this ridiculous scene. Nothing. Nothing was furthered by the plot. By the way, Sergeant Slaughter... Hits his head real hard. Real hard. And like almost the point of, you know, like if this was on an hour long drama, (laughs) like he would have been dropped and then someone would have realized he wasn't moving. Like, cause he like hits it like at the base of his fucking head. 
And he would have either been paralyzed or dead. Well, okay. There's also a great moment. Well, Gridiron's in the end zone, and Cobra surrounds him with, like, five vehicles. And they're like, here's our moment. We're just going to capture Gridiron. In my head, I'm like, aren't there, like, a dozen other Joes here, yes. too? And what yes. happens to them? They left him behind? They disappear. They, ve- they get raptured yes. up to the heavens <laughs> because they are not seen. The whole rest of the show yeah. is Gridiron trying to catch Sergeant Slaughter by himself. I, Never yeah. mind there were a half dozen G.I. Joes in vehicles in the stadium who literally poof out of existence at about the eight-minute mark of this program. This is outrageous. I I legitimately wrote, did everyone just leave him, like, did everyone just leave Gridiron behind? I I have, this is my my next series of notes. Did everyone leave Gridiron behind? What is Cobra trying to accomplish? (laughs) Why are they so hung up on this? And like that was, I I still had no idea what was happening. In Unanswered questions from Gina was happening. And now we get to an even more upsetting Lady J. Okay, well here we go. Gridiron ends up escaping from Cobra, and he's now chasing after them. So there's now, and I'm just going to race through it because there's a lot of action that is really not worth giving a lot of yep. thought about. There's an underwater battle that now happens between the vehicles. Uh, Gridiron's, or uh, 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 I'm sorry, they steal a taxi cab by shooting out the front uh, uh, hood of it which is weird. And then uh, a limo pulls up finally and Lady J gets out. Okay. Because she's in Manhattan to get her hair done. Well, okay, first of all, why yeah. is she in a limo? Yes. Well, Lady S- J is is filthy rich. We do know this. Yeah, but here's the thing. It wouldn't she be like coming from the base or something? Okay, yes. whatever, whatever. Let's just assume that she's such a stuck-up bitch that she gets a limousine every time she goes on minor outings. To get her hair done, she took a limo. She's also wearing all of her weapons. Right. Her her outfit that she always wears. Full gear. But also earrings. Oh, earrings. That, I, that is the first thing that I fucking noticed. Mm-hmm. I wrote, why is Lady J wearing earrings? I had all caps on mine, too. Yes. Like, what the fuck is this? Yes, she's wearing earrings in a limo with all of her gear on. And she's going to get her hair done. And this is the most written by a dude, animated by a dude thing that I have ever seen. Because, A, if you're getting your hair done, you're not wearing earrings. And B, you're not wearing earrings and your weapons. Like she doesn't wear earrings the other times. <laughs> nope. So what's the point of right of putting this in there? I feel like this is some old man that's like, and the final touches are an earring because a proper lady always wears earrings. Well, she's going out on a date later that night, so she's yeah. got to have the earrings on well, just to prep. I really appreciated the fact that we now, in this scene, uh, uh, he needs to get a hold of the other Joes. And so he uses the the pinnacle of technology, a car phone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they even comment like, man, this hold is some high-tech shit. Care for a car phone? I love technology. Whoa. I love it. To be fair, this is 1993. Yeah, so. yeah. I buy it i uh, did i also mention how much i hate that like lady j's outing thing is like so girly oh like, sure. i thought i was gonna get my hair done but this looks like it ought to be more fun than sitting under a hot blow dryer you okay, know like we least, girls do uh, yeah at yeah. least she thinks the battle will be more fun but it definitely <sighs> this definitely came about because there was a dude writer being like well what's she doing there i don't know getting her hair done yeah that is the only thing that she as a woman could do yeah like there's no chance that any other gi joe uh would you know, like they'd run into him on their day off and they'd be like yeah i'm getting my legs waxed yeah or, you know yeah. or but to be fair if you ran into low light on his day off <laughs> you wouldn't want to follow him I, miss low light. I will also say that which we, is a weird story. right as of right now we're what like 12 episodes in yep uh we've basically only seen lady J in two episodes where she was mm-hmm. a- of any consequence in one, uh, she was being pawed at by a guy who hit his head and thought he was a pharaoh. Correct. Uh, and that was a real upsetting episode from her perspective. <laughs> and now she's in a limousine on her way to get a hair, get her hair done wearing earrings. Equally as upsetting, I will say. Yep. Yeah. I, yep. I yeah. almost at this point wish that they had just left her out of everything. It's like yeah. she's only talked in two episodes. Not yeah. including the one episode where her the only thing she had was like, oh, 
Yeah. But she had a grunt. Yeah. And I would argue Lady J is maybe the most badass of the female G.I. Joe characters. Hands yes. down. Even more than Scarlet. Yeah. yeah. Scarlet's yeah. good, but Lady J, I think, takes it a notch higher. But um, also, like, compare it to, like, like the episode when we were getting people's, like, backstories a little bit or, like, or, like their families. And we saw, like, Scarlet, who's, like, family owns a dojo, basically. Yeah. In Atlanta. Like, yeah. And... And she always comes home and like fights her brothers. Yep. Like that's an interesting thing. That's cool. Mm-hmm. These writers are are like, what would be an interesting thing to put in here? Uh, either she's getting fucked or she's getting her hair done. That's the only thing that women do, right? Here's... Maybe she's eating cake. <laughs> Fucking. So they get into a fight. You know, the car's driving around. We're trying to chase the same. Uh-huh. So Lady J like gets her shit. She's got her shit. So she throws her javelin like she does because that's her thing. And this is the sound she makes. Maybe we can find cover there. (laughs) That's the sound she makes doing her thing, which is throwing her, her weapon. It sounds like she's getting slapped. It sounded like she stepped into a pothole. <laughs> that's the that the sound as she a battle sound. That's a battle sound. No. Well, Gina, you lived in New York for a while uh, recently. This yeah. joke about the bus, I thought that I thought that was nice. I thought that was a nice touch. That bus is about to cut off Cobra. How do you know that? We're in Manhattan. The buses always cut you off. Good bit. Yeah, yeah. It's lost in this, but it's uh, a good bit. Uh, good, good bit, uh, especially for for a dumb bitch. <laughs> uh, is that is that a thing? Like it's it seems like so. Honestly, it seems like a thing that a. Los Angeles person would have been told about Manhattan. Absolutely. Like, oh yeah, I'll put that in there. I just feel like you know, I I honestly feel like all bus drivers like cut people off. Sure. I feel like it is like even in LA, you How know, like if you're you? in the right hand lane and there's a bus there, I'm years. like, Ooh. she was the most competent driver. <laughs> no, I don't think known. it's a competency Jeez. thing. I think it's like a I'm going. I'm a bus. I got places to be. I have a schedule. You don't. Yeah, like if they waited for people to let them in, they would never get in. Is yep. what I'm saying. Especially in New York. Yeah, yeah. So I, I feel like accurate, accurate. Um, okay, so the bus cuts off Cobra. Uh, uh, Gridiron throws a smoke grenade and goes in, grabs Sergeant Slaughter, and now they've got him back. And and so now they're driving away with Sergeant Slaughter. Nobody takes the time in any of these driving sequences to untie him, which I thought was a strange choice. This gets real weird later on. Oh, I, well, yes, I know. Yes, here's the deal, Chan. Yes, it does. Um, Range Viper is now chasing after them from an airship, and he's following the limousine. They pull under a bridge and then do a little ruse with a with a carriage drive with a horse and carriage where they, they put rocks on the pedal and send the limo out empty. Cobra follows it. They go the other direction with the with, with Cobra, with, uh, with, with Gridiron and Sergeant Slaughter riding the carriage in the opposite direction. Still during all this, Sergeant Slaughter is not untied. By the way, uh, where's the limo driver? Because we see the carriage driver. Well, that's a great question. Which is the woman who, like, Lady J says, like, I'll get you out of this. Don't worry. It was, it was always just two rocks on the pedal. <laughs> God, I think it was. Because honestly, I was like, oh shit, they, did they just like give this limo driver up to Cobra? I didn't even, here's the deal, Gina, I never considered the limo driver, and you are right, I that mean, person also gets, you know where, he's with the other G.I. Joes getting I, yeah, raptured. Yeah, it, it, is. it is, because I find it odd that they yes. took the time yes. to say, here is the carriage driver, Yes. here is where she went. Oh my god. Uh, uh, she's with Lady J hiding in the bushes. Yep. But we have no idea where the limo driver is. Like, either don't show us where either of them are, and then, like, kids will just assume they're still under the bridge, I guess. But when you show one and not the other, I it is drawing attention to Lady the Lady J's like, carriage driver, we'll get out of here. And the limo driver's off, and they just be like, hey, I need help, too. Fuck you, limo driver. Also. That's a you problem. They're using the limo as, as a decoy. Why not just keep the driver in the fucking limo? I, I was yeah. actually concerned well, about uh, well, that because that puts a civilian in the yeah, way of Cobra. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was like, oh, that. Cobra might just open the door and shoot him in the head. Right. Also, we see this limo later, which has by now driven over a tree and would have had massive damages that's to right. it. So unless Lady J has an endless supply of white limos that look identical... 
they fix that really fast. And also, I will say at this point, this is when I wrote, Cobra Commander used to be a lot smarter. Are we really watching an episode that's just who can kidnap one person faster? And and because they're going, and here's the deal, I thought about this, because if you think about this episode in in regards to a football game, where Sergeant Slaughter is the ball, oh. and they keep getting it back and forth from each other and you trying to make up ground. Too much crap. I, honest to God, I think that was the general idea of what they were trying to do. Now, did it work? Separate question. I honest to God think that they were trying to do, which is bizarre because they have a real football game in the ethereal figurative football game of the episode. <laughs> also, again, not to bring logic into this, but they kidnapped Sergeant Slaughter so he wouldn't tell him about his. The, their plan yes. to use the subway systems at this point he would have told them you should have told them at this point he would have been like but, guys by the way if i die they're doing this shit at go, this go point it. cobra's forgotten about that plan cobra and, has like 72 unfinished plans that they just start and then just and forget yeah. about okay, also here comes another upsetting animal moment um, uh real quick i yes. marked this and i don't know why so let's listen and f- see if we can figure it out Okay, I know what that is. Um, so what ends up happening is they uh, they ride the horse and carriage the other direction. It turns out, smart play by Cobra, they put a tracking chip on uh, Sergeant Slaughter. Awesome. Uh, they end up uh, they end up having a whole like thing where they're running away. The carriage gets blown up, so they jump on the horse. And now Gridiron's riding the horse by itself. He decides Sergeant Slaughter's like the only place we could lose them is if we go into the subway. I hate this so much. And they ride the horse down the stairs into the subway, racing. And then he throws Sergeant Slaughter on top on top of the moving subway car. Right. And then he himself jumps on the subway car. At, he at he which, says to the horse, like, thanks for the ride. And now there is a horse in the subway <laughs> that can't get out. Nope, it's stuck. And I fucking hate it. Uh, Wait a minute, I thought the I, I I thought that horses couldn't go downstairs, but they could go up. I mean, uh, Chan, they clearly subway, can go downstairs. We've it seen depends it. like subway stairs, but odds are that horse is going to end up on that track and get squished. hundred uh, <laughs> percent. And I hate it so much. I, I don't know why they didn't just like ha- write a second Take a second to draw in, like, go that way, horse. And then, like, the horse is like, ooh. Yeah. Uh, you get to I the elevator, like... press the button yeah. with a carrot. I feel like Gridiron, like, threw uh, Sergeant Slaughter up on top of the uh, sub pretty easily. He could have thrown the horse, too. Take the horse with you. Chucked it up there. Let's see, and, and now this is, like, moment number three or four when he could have untied Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah. Um, and also, you're basically done running from Cobra now. You've escaped them in the subway. Also, doesn't he at some point say, like, I guess now we have time to untie you? He takes Sergeant... The next scene is him coming up the stairs from the subway, putting Sergeant Slaughter down in the open air and says, now I finally have time to untie you. Couldn't have done it downstairs. Gotta bring you up first. Or in the time it took me to say this sentence. To be fair, they were on top of a subway. But they eventually had to get to a station. And then there's a crush of people, and you're being bounced around. So you he gotta stops at find the top card so that you can swipe the top it. Of a subway and, like, staircase. Go through the ch- 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 If you stop at the top of a subway like, staircase, you will get run the fuck over. Buskers, you gotta like dodge them because you don't want to give them money. Jesus so Christ! Here man. comes Cobra. So many things going on in this life. Giant hook on a rope, grabs Sergeant Slaughter, and flies away with Sergeant Slaughter. It seems like they've been now flying for a minute and a half when. Gridiron decides to jump and easily yes. grab Sergeant Slaughter's legs. He has been in the air for at least a mile. All caps. I'm like, how high did he jump? <laughs> it's Didn't fucking we have something 20, in like, one of the last the episodes, though, where like uh, someone does another amazing jump? Like, Probably. Doesn't, doesn't Sergeant Slaughter in another episode like do do some sort of jump? I'm just excited. Sergeant Slaughter actually gets lines in this episode. Yeah. Even though I mean, there's I struggle. They, I'm sure they probably did not. Wa- they probably wrote it and they were like, can we do this without him talking? No, I think we're going to have to bring him in for the day. At this point, Cobra's plan to kidnap both of them has worked some goddamn way how yeah this has worked he's got he's got gridiron and sergeant slaughter hanging from his copter he's flying through the air he has won yeah inexplicably hold on won. hold on because they've won the joes are like oh no what are we going to do right and uh our lady the one who is 
arguably the, the most competent Joe in series one. Uh, fucking badass. Lady she Jack. does fucking disguises. She's got weapons that you like. She fucking throws them. She doesn't even like. She doesn't have a fucking gun. So I'm gonna fucking throw my fucking magic javelins at you, asshole. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is her response to Sergeant Slaughter being carried away on a hook and Gridiron holding on to his legs. We can't give up Pathfinder. We can't. What is she a goddamn princess? <laughs> I, 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 we can't. We can't. We've got to. We got. I don't know what to do, but you got to do something. One of you yeah. men figure it out, please. Yeah. It was better than the original line that was in there, though, which was just penis, penis, shooting babies out my vagina. <laughs> and it, that was what, weird. It was a strange was character weird, choice, yeah. but you yeah. know what? It did pay off. So that's good. <laughs> um, at this point, we just get, because. We're already in crazy town. Let's just live a little. So he decides to fly them to the Statue of Liberty. Why? Why? He says, I need to dangle these Joes in front of randos I don't give a shit about to gloat, to to show them that Cobra has won. And he flies so close to the Statue of Liberty that Gridiron is actually able to jump onto the torch and wrap, wrap the rope that's holding them around the Statue of Liberty's arm. Yeah, I, I I literally wrote, why is he taking them to the Statue of Liberty? Uh, and then he starts to fly away and... Starts uh, to rip the arm starts off. Starts to rip Rips the, the arm, arm off. I thought it was It has going. cracks in it. It, has, it is like, literally about to go. That's going to cause problems later. Yes. <laughs> they need to fix that. That's going to cause more problems than an X-Men when... Don't worry about it, though. Gridiron pulls out a one grenade, throws it into the air, into the vehicle, and destroys the vehicle. Thus leaving it dangling, hanging from the Statue of Liberty. Not just dangling, my friend. Um, at this, this is probably my favorite moment of the whole thing. We finally got there. Is Range Viper has fucked up. He's begging Cobra Commander for help. He says, I'm up shit's creek without a paddle. And Cobra Commander's response is... I love him for that All because right. he's just like that was a pretty good line. I, I don't I don't I don't don't think you fully fathom how little I care about you. <laughs> <laughs> and I love him because that's who Cobra Commander is. We and I don't have there. to pay severance packages to you. Uh, like, but also, if I were a fucking fox, I would have to wait a year. <laughs> but also any goodwill we earn here is ruined by the end of this episode. Okay, so G.I. Joe's on the docks. They sh- there's a whole bunch of Cobra flyers in the air, and G.I. Joe shoots them, creating a firework effect. Why not? And then, uh, okay, Range Viper has one last thing. There's a Cobra boat. He jumps down into the water and gets into the boat, at which point, finally, Untied Sergeant Slaughter's basically like, I haven't gotten to do shit this episode. I'm doing it. So he jumps in the water after him. Yeah, which would have killed him. W- which... Easily would have you killed jump him. from the Statue of Liberty into the water. <laughs> Both him and I just want to see the scene Slaughter. where Range Viper and Sergeant Slaughter just bob dead bodies to the yeah, surface. Yeah, that's the second time that he fell from something that should have killed him. And I just love he catches up to him and then grabs him and then yanks everybody on the boat into the water and says, "You're all arrested." Yeah, which by the way they could have done ninety times during this episode. And then, okay, guys, and that's that should have been the end of the episode, but instead we need to get a bizarre what, ending. What is happening a, here? This is called paying off the Lady J evening on the town angle. <sighs> Somehow Cobra Commander in full power armor. The world knows full who he is. Full power armor with a, with a purple cape. With a pimp cape, which <laughs> is not the cool pimp cape we know him for wearing in previous episodes. This is a bizarre 1970s... Uh, 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 pimp cape from black exploitation films, and he's trying to get into a club where a large man is just like, "No, you're a nerd." I mean, it's basically the yeah. gist of it. But uh, but like, wh- why does Cobra Commander want to go here? Why does he want to go to Studio Fifty Five? It's it's and he's like and he he seems confused too because he walks up to it and he goes Studio Fifty Five like did like he just escaped from like uh, the the 
uh, like the old folks home he's, and he's like i'm confused how did i get here he's just been wandering the city in a pimp cave in a pimp cave and like he's just like oh what's this place studio 55 okay i'm, I'm gonna go in and then this bouncer is like oh you can't come in and then he's like do you know who i am and he's like i don't care but- and he like tosses him and i was immediately like okay Next episode, can it just be about his revenge on this bouncer? But also, he's the leader of Cobra, a known terrorist organization with no nobody with him. He is completely alone no. in the middle of, of a hostile city. Also, what is he doing? Is he trying to score some puss? Yes. Why is he yeah. here? He's no trying doubt. to bang it out. Like, old school Cobra would have been like, oh, what's this? I'm going to go in here. And then, like, the bouncer would have thrown him out, and he would have been like, cool, I just bought this club. No, old school and Cobra. also, I murdered your family. Old school Cobra owns the club that yeah, he's going to yeah, hang out that's, at. That's, that's Therefore, the Therefore, this part. cannot happen. Uh, and, and also... And then it's like the place where like and so like they, he throws him and he trips on his cape and it's just a really he, pathetic like, show. Falls in a puddle or something. I hate it so much. And no, then, it's like a sewer grate or and something. Then Lady J's limo shows up. Yeah. Again, so this is where why she was is she going. in a limo? She shows up with Sergeant Slaughter and Gridiron and like the whole crew is there. She's like, I decided to take all you guys out in the town, even though this is my night. And I'm in my mind, I'm just like Thank God for Cobra Commander. He didn't get in that club because he would have gotten his ass beat and arrested. I mean, there would have been like 50 Joes in there and him by himself. He's going away. By the way, he's two feet away from them. Nobody notices. Like nobody notices a man in full armor. And instead of having like anything at all, Cobra Commander's just like, oh, G.I. Joe's in the club and I'm not. What a terrible day. The end. The end. It's just not Oh, I kill hate me. it so kill much. Me. I am, I am telling me. you, this was a series of scenes written by people who hadn't talked to each other about what this episode was about. Oh, this is an uh, exquisite corpse, is what you're yes, saying. Yes, I think it was. Guys, I don't have any more anything more to say about this episode. There are there are a couple of really fun little bits that no, they do. No, do not. There's give a couple it that. lines here and there. I will say there's a couple little things that made me go, "All right," and it's just surrounded by such utter nonsense that just doesn't on a macro level make sense. This is it's, what I'm saying about Garbage Pail Kids. It's much better, guys. If you're not a member of our Patreon, first off. How dare you? You should be five bucks a month. We just recorded an episode of the Garbage Pail Kids cartoon written by Flint Dilly. Yeah. And it's which, now in the feed. Which, spoiler alert, I enjoyed. Ray and Chan hated. It is bizarre. It's weird, gross, and makes it makes almost as much sense as this episode. No, of not true. Not true. But I but like <laughs> here's the thing. I now that now that Chan said that, if this was written exquisite corpse style, because I will say nothing really makes sense beyond every like two minutes. Right. So if, that would make sense. If someone told me that this was written like that and you you only got the like, pr- page prior to it, I'd be like, oh, that makes sense. It was written by the character from Memento who, who forgot his past and only had football game with Cobra written on his arm. I would believe it. It's, it's such a weird... Roger Sleifer wrote this episode. And if I remember correctly, he is, he is a known good comic book writer who I believe wrote episodes of season one G.I. Joe. So when I saw his name on this episode at the very beginning, I, uh, I was like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, we should have a more competent episode. And then we got the most bizarre of the bucket. I oh, man, he co-created to... Lobo. Yes. He is a established comic book writer who is respected. So the idea that this came from that is just, I mean, bless him. I don't know what was happening in his personal life at the time, but like, bless him. This is weird. When are we going to watch the live action movies and Um, live stream ourselves watching it? We will do that. Okay. We'll probably wait till at the end of series two. Because I, I saw that movie before I knew anything about G.I. Joe. Oh, you're going to have a trip. And now I have a lot of thoughts and feelings about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you'll have more. Yeah. Like, my number one thing is, why cast Sienna Miller instead of an actual, like, European person with dark hair? For why example. would you cast the whitest, <laughs> blondest like a most generic accented woman because you... the target down for G.I. Joe is the whitest fucking people in the I know but Guys, could, right like here. they could have gotten a a, a <laughs> European like Gal Gadot type 
and been uh, like Gal Gadot as Baroness would have been awesome. <laughs> I'm saying at least she has some accent. Um, listen, we'll leave that for that discussion. That's what I'm saying. These are the hot takes why, you can expect. Why does Cobra <laughs> Commander and Duke have to be brothers? I forgot about that. Yeah, what the fuck, guys? I, I forgot about that. Why does the Baroness have can't, to have previously fucked Duke? Can't wait Why does that to also have this. to be a thing? Can't wait to watch It's this. so <laughs> shitting on G.I. Joe's legacy. I kind of like it. <sighs> I, I mean, when I first saw it and knew nothing about G.I. Joe, I was like, this is fun. And the second G.I. Joe movie. I have not seen that one. They murder a bunch of people. <laughs> you want to talk about ripping the core out of G.I. Joe? Is that G. the one that The Rock is in? Yes. Is there a Sergeant Slaughter in these movies? There is not. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Like, Sergeant Slaughter, I mean, like character. as a, like yeah. a he, human being. He passed yeah. on the role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, didn't yeah, age quite as well as the cartoon version. Guys, I, I could have played Sergeant Slaughter in these movies. I feel strongly <laughs> about it. Should have asked me. I'll be in the third one. Wait, who does The Rock play? He plays Roadblock. Uh, uh, who does all the like riddles and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Rid- like I'm just going to agree with Gina. There's no point in explaining it. Yes, Gina. <laughs> no, he's know, the Sphinx the guy, who does the, the riddles. Like, this is smoother than a sandwich in summertime. Well, he talks in rhyme. How is that a riddle? It's not a riddle. You know, it's like a Dr. Phil. Also, why is the sandwich sweet? My God. You I just smoother. went on. I said smoother. Why would a sandwich be smooth? <laughs> Worst question. Look, we've been here for nine hours. <laughs> I ate 80 <laughs> Kit Kats. We've been watching shows that don't make sense. I'm, it, you know what? Of, I'm also full of shrimp chips. It, you know what? It makes sense that we've lost our minds at this point, given what's happened behind <laughs> yeah. the scenes. Um, I guys, warned you at the top of the episode. Yeah. If you made it this far, man, that's on you. That's all on you. you. No, and here's Ray, the deal. Ray I appreciate gotta, you. They still got to go grocery, grocery shopping. shopping. <laughs> and it's midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. Those, those workers at that grocery store are going to assume you're a murderer. <laughs> well, they'll be right. Um, real quick, guys. Social media for the show. You can check Facebook.com slash knowing it's half the podcast. Patreon.com podcast. Give us five bucks. You can hear up to f- over 50 bonus episodes, most recent being Garbage Pail Kids. Oh, have we got any new reviews? We haven't done reviews um, lately. I don't think I so. keep forgetting to look. But, but guys, give us a five-star review on iTunes. That would be very, very nice. I believe we have gotten some, actually. Yeah. But let's, uh, oh, uh, if Chan, if you could find them in time, we'll read one. <laughs> uh, otherwise, uh, here we are. Uh, you can always uh, check out Gina Ippolito's uh, Babe Squad, you, now available in every literal place you could shop. Yeah, you get a Target.com, BarnesandNoble.com. If you just Google it, it comes up on a bunch of things that I've never even heard of. Gina wrote a superhero comic, and you <laughs> should probably buy it because it's like 10 bucks. Yeah, I mean, it, you know what? I think on I think on one of those, I think on Barnes and Noble, it was like thirteen, and I was like, "Ooh, gouging, Whoa. gouging!" But on Target, I think it was nine dollars and sixty seven cents. You know, you know what? Pay the extra. <laughs> Pay the extra for Gina. <laughs> That's what I'm Noble. saying. Uh, Chan, you can check out his show at the Pack Theater. It's like the fourth Thursday of every month, or something like that. <laughs> Third Thursday. I almost got it right. Isn't it Wednesday? Not, when is this coming out? I don't even know. <laughs> Today. If it comes out today, then yeah, in two days I'll get a show. <laughs> go so, do the thing. Go see that. Um, and you can check out my other show, the Who Would hashtag Who Would Win. Uh, it's searchable on uh, iTunes and anywhere you would podcast. Uh, where myself and James, the other host, we talk about uh, fictional battles between two uh, fictional superheroes or characters from literature, and it's very, very fun. I'm not doing it justice. It's a delightful show. Fictional uh, superheroes as opposed to non-fictional The real ones. Yeah, the real ones are not as interesting as you would S- think. Sully? Yeah, not good. Sully Sullenberger. Land of that plane? Yeah. <laughs> he was a terrible fighter. Um, you can check that out. Our most recent episode is Hellboy versus Venom. Uh, a very, very fun episode uh, starring Tommy Bechtold as the moderator who has been on this show before in the Gravedale High episode. Delightful man. He is one of my favorite people in the world. Yeah, he's I, <laughs> yeah. he's great. He's I'm great. doing a show with him uh, Saturday night. And I don't blame you. Is that... Is that is sure, tomorrow? you might actually, by the time you hear this, you could theoretically hop in the car and get out to Hollywood <laughs> yeah. and go see... Where's the show at, Gina? Uh, Acme. Acme. Acme NoHo. NoHo. So uh, go to I'm, the, I'm the monologist. Or monologist, whichever pronunciation you. Yeah, know. it's I'm gift, so it must be monologist, right? <laughs> I'm into it. I'm into all of it. Um, guys, uh, social media uh, at Gina Ippy at 999 RPMs. I'm just gonna do them all so we can get out of here. Boo. I'm at Almighty Ray. You can check us out at Prince Pentor and Pre- uh, at GI Joe Podcast. Oh, hey, hold on. I'm gonna read a five star review. Yeah. Did you find one? I did actually. I, th- I don't think that we've done uh, uh, Jay Tomio. Uh, oh. Oh, oh, no, he did the, write one. Jay, we love you. Favorite, Please read yeah. it. 
Uh, Gina and the two guys, my jam, <laughs> one of the handful of G- of Joe Pods or groups not hosted by people with vile worldviews. So that's oh, nice. Boy, that I don't. I haven't listened to a lot of these other shows, and now I'm afraid to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that they also happen to be hilarious and smart isn't unrelated to that, well, but I'm it is a nice he's, bonus. He's lying for us. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> in an effort to give a balanced review, I'd add that all of them but Ray follow me on Twitter, which I consider a personal attack on my hegemony. <laughs> I swear to God, I follow him on Twitter. Well, you didn't back in February. Oh, boy. I probably That said, it. the combo of a Booten Township Blue ah. Blood, a Midwest Lions fan, and a punny Southern Californian makes for a good tunage. <laughs> Thanks, Jay. <laughs> Blue Blood. All right. I'm trying to find him on Twitter, and I can't find it. <laughs> I'm not following him. Jay, I apologize. I'm going to make this happen as soon as possible. Hey, leave us a I'm review, embarrassed. and we'll follow you on Twitter. Chances are exceptional that that will happen. Or yes. Ray may not. I don't know. He's just kind of a dick about it, really. <laughs> I mean, guys, it turns out I'm a horrible human being. <laughs> but if you've been listening to the show for any length of time, you, you already, already know that. that. Yeah. Okay, Mclonian. His He's Mclonian. On Twitter, guys, I'm going to go in real time right now. Oh, before the This is riveting real television. Real time. <laughs> He's, and I'm clicking, and I'm scrolling, and I'm trying to click. Oh, my phone shut down. I got to boot it up again. Why can uh, I not find him? I just typed the whole thing in. I think it's just Jay, this, at, I think it's at J, J. Tomia. It's not, because I just looked it up on the G.I. Joe podcast Twitter. Jay, I'm going to do this. I don't know why I just typed your whole thing in, and I did not get Maybe you. Maybe he blocked you for oh, not following him sooner. Oh, shit. Damn. People. That would be hilarious. There's only one person, and it's not you. Jay Chan. Jay, this is the most upset <laughs> I've ever been. Um, guys, I need to get out of here and, and find Jay on Twitter. Uh, you can hit us up sounds at like Almighty a, Ray. Sounds like a threat. Whatever. I, that's enough plugging for one day. Yeah. Guys, thank you so much. I'm going grocery shopping. Have a beautiful night. Let the hold on tight You got to do the fighting with all of your might You got to keep the target straight ahead on your side Hi, I'm Kevin Goatee Hey, I'm Kevin Israel We host Gutting the Sacred Cow, the best and most unique movie debate podcast out there. Why? Because we invite our guests to pick a film that they find overrated or hate and try to convince us to see their argument. They must pick a film that is a financial success, widely beloved, or critically acclaimed. That's right. Some of the films our guests have tried to eviscerate, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Pulp Fiction, Ghostbusters? You can find us on all podcast platforms like Apple, Google, Spotify, and more. And if you want to watch our smiling faces, we're also on YouTube. GuttingTheSacredCow.com is where you find all of our information. And we look forward to our guests infuriating you when they attack your favorite films.